0: All right. Earlier this week, we discussed the four big free agents that remain on the market in this off season. So without further ado, it's time to dig in to next offseason's free agents. Hello and welcome to this Friday edition of Side Retired. It's Dylan, Nico, and Henry as always. And as we just alluded to, we're going to look ahead to the future because spring training has arrived. It is time for the 2024 Major League Baseball season. Obviously, we could spend 15 minutes discussing that Rob Manfred announced that he's retiring soon, but that's not occurring for another five years. So we're not going to worry about that right now. Instead, we're going to worry about something that happens nine months from now. And that is the free agency class of 2024-25. But before we do that, boys, how are we doing? Nico's muted. Nico's
1: unmuted. I pressed the space thing, bro. Isn't the space supposed to like unmute this? But I hate Zoom. A uh, good, bro. Can't complain. Um, you know, gonna start believing that the Red Sox are gonna be fine, even though we didn't sign a pitcher besides Lucas Chiolito. And you know, we're probably gonna sign everyone in this class, in my opinion. You know, this next class coming up is looking great for the Red Sox. <laughs> <laughs> Henry, how are you? It's
2: it's it would it even be spring training if on the first day three Yankees players got hurt? No, it wouldn't. Um, I love the Cole quotes about yeah, we get hurt all the time. We gotta do a little better on that. But I mean, this is gonna be a huge, a huge free agency for the Yankees. This year has a ton of guys in their last year of a contract. So pretty much the entire Yankees roster is on this list of free agents.
0: And to continue the game that we started last time, where it was guess the team that the minor league baseball players signed with. We have two new signings since our most recent episode. Let's see if the boys are any better today. Where did Mike Moustakis sign last night? Oh, uh, White Sox. That is correct. And where did Eduardo Escobar sign last night?
2: Oh, Blue Jays. Yeah. Look
0: at that! Henry's two for two on the day. We're starting off on a very positive note on today's episode. But let's get into some bigger free agents. And these are the guys that will be headlining and likely making over $100 million next offseason. I guess we start with the cream of the crop, and that is Juan Soto is finally a free agent next
1: year. Yeah. It's going to be, a, it's going to be an ungodly contract. absolutely... <laughs> <It's sighs> It's kind of been the thing that we've been like waiting for for what seems like ever since the trade happened because we've been talking about this contract ever since like 2019 when he went and showed up in the World Series. I think that we were like, wow, this guy burst onto the scene. When's he going to get his contract? And it just hasn't happened yet. He hasn't got an extension to trades. It's finally here. I think that it's definitely going to be Somewhere, I don't think it's going to go all the way to what Otani was, but it's going to be Otani-esque.
0: I think yeah. Yankees, Dodgers, Giants, I, you're going to kill me. It's The Mets are in there. Well,
2: I mean, no, the Mets are absolutely going to be
0: there. Like, the thing, though, is it's going to be similar to what happened with Otani last year, in that at the end of the day, the contract's going to be so big that the number of suitors won't be that large. And I know when it came to Otani, it came down to basically the Dodgers and then the Angels were semi-involved and then the Blue Jays became the surprise team. So I think with Juan Soto, you're going to have that same thing if it'll be the Yankees, the Mets, Dodgers, maybe to some extent, although maybe they figure with Otani, that's their big acquisition. You have to throw the Blue Jays in there because if they're willing to throw $700 million at Otani, who's to say they won't throw five hundred million at Soto? Giants... Always want that superstar, so maybe this is the one that they finally land. I don't know. There aren't. Maybe the Rangers have five hundred million dollars lying around to throw at Juan Soto, but their outfield seems kind of set for the next decade. So I don't know why they'd throw that out there. Nico, I don't know if you're about to make an argument for why the Boston Red Sox are gonna try to sign Juan Soto. But I don't think that's the
1: cards. The Red Sox them. will be in the top six. I can guarantee <laughs> that because they're always they're always in the top six, and then like they're like oh. When you actually have to put a contract together, they're like, ah, we're good. <laughs> Sneaky the Orioles
0: decide with their new ownership that, you know, Juan Soto is going to be the face of this rebuild with Gunnar Henderson and with um, Adley Rushman. I don't think rebuilds, anyone... rebuilds over. Well, that's, I, I mean, like the face of this new, like movement. AL
1: Central,
0: Central have... can afford him.
1: Yeah. I have to just the strongest thing that this is all going to be, he's going to stick with the Yankees. I just think that. They're going to go and they're going to be successful this year. And it's going to seem like the reason that they were successful was because of having Aaron Judge with Juan Soto. And I don't think – I think that Cashman is going to make that move that they've been waiting, like go get that guy that was like 2009 Yankees-esque. And I think he's going to stick with that. He got Soto, which I think was very similar to that. And I think keeping Soto is going to be his next one. And I think it's going to be Judge and Soto for like the next five years trying to get a championship together. I mean the when judge was a free agent that was actually maybe like the worst
2: two months of my entire life it would I don't think I can I attribute more stress to a baseball team than those two months I assume Soto is going to be something like that just because like if Soto walks all of a sudden this team went from feeling okay we're good we're good right but we're sort of only good for this year to be like oh no we've got five rookies being called up to fill out our roster like obviously they're gonna have to make moves next offseason but I mean I don't think the Yankees are making it any secret that Soto's their number one priority next offseason and for good reason
0: so we love us some power rankings here on side retired so this is gonna be let's see if we do this for multiple free agents but we definitely have to do it for Juan Soto our top five suitors for him in free agency I can once again whenever we do these I can go first to stall some time as you guys think if you'd like me to um, sure. I will go with the Yankees are the number one. I think as the incumbent, that's only fair that they have basically a year to showcase to him why he belongs to stay. I think the dark horse in this whole race is the Philadelphia Phillies that I'm putting at number two. I think Bryce, I think Trey, I think there's a lot of connection there. The NL East, he beats up on the Braves, he beats up on the Mets. He can probably beat up on the Nationals and the Marlins too. So I think the Phillies are two. I don't think this is Met bias. I think the Mets are three. I think with Steve Cohen, you're going to come the chirping birds, but you're going to have the Mets in your top five, and if you don't, you're just lying to yourself. I think the Mets are number three. I'm going to put the Blue Jays at four, just because I think how far they went with Shohei Otani. I think they could go just as far with Juan Soto. And then number five, it would be foolish, in my opinion, even though it seems like there might not be any more budget possible for them. How can you not put the Dodgers inside a top five when thinking about the best free agent on the market. Cause they just spent a boatload on Otani and on Yamamoto and on Tyler and Glasnow. And you just think that they're happen going to not spend on the greatest position player free agent, arguably since Alex Rodriguez. So there we go. There's my five Yankees, Phillies, Mets, Blue Jays, Dodgers. Who wants
1: to go next? Similar. I think that Yankees, again, everything you said, I think they're number one. I just literally said that. I think he's going back. I do think the Mets are too. I think that it's basically going to be a battle of where he is in New York cuz I think that while there're going to be other teams that could be dark horses I really think that it's going to be a Yankees being the big bad Yankees versus Cohen seeing mm-hmm. money as like a social construct and not actual dollars <laughs> so he's just like yeah let's just spend money it's like video games three I'm going to put the Giants there I think that people hate on the Giants because they never get the guy, but I think they're always, like, truly involved. Mm-hmm. So I think that because they always have that truly involved, like, they're always bought in, and it's just that it hasn't gone their way. I think that they're going to be in it. Four, I'm going to go to Blue Jays. I think that, again, everything you said, they are a little down on my list because it's starting to get time where you have to make those decisions with your, like, core. So I don't know if it fits timeline-wise with getting Pichette and Blady. Also getting Soto, and I hate that you put the Phillies at number at number two because I really want to go with the Phillies number five and being my sneaky one. <laughs> so like, don't want to copy your list <laughs> is my is my whole thing. So, I mean, is it that would we need that to Soto back to the Padres? I was sort of thinking that too. I do think I do think the Phillies are kind of that dark, dark horse where no one's going to talk about them, and we're just going to see and be like, whoa. Can the Phillies actually do this? Because, Dave, again, you have to look at the owners in this situation. You have to look at the GMs. You have to look at guys who are able to take big swings no matter what their team is. And Dave Dabrowski is that guy. He's been known to be a guy experienced with the Red Sox. That's like, I will move around pieces. And I understand that the most important thing is winning a championship. And if in five years we're kind of screwed, it doesn't matter if we have that ring. So I think that... I put Phillies number five because I Dave Dabrowski is a very is one of those GMs. So I think that I think that they could get anyone at any time.
2: Yeah. I mean Henry, your thoughts. Uh, Yankee, I've got Yankees one. Um yeah, Mets two. Mets are going to give out uh, they're going to at least match any offer that gets put on the table for Soto. Um, so I don't really see how that couldn't put them to. Third, I mean. I'm gonna say the Giants just because I'll never stop believing that the Giants will get a superstar. They have to <laughs> at some point, right? Um, fourth, I'll say, I'll say the Blue Jays. And then fifth is my my sneaky one. The large market team who still hasn't signed their humongous contract. They've signed some big contracts over the last couple of years. Why not the Cubs? Cubs were in on Otani. They have money to throw around. I think that the Cubs are a sneaky a sneaky spot for seven to
0: my Wow, so I'm the low spot on the mat out of us three. I think another sneaky team, I don't know if they have the money, but the Seattle Mariners could be cool for one. That Soda. came to my mind. I just don't yeah, think
1: Yeah, it. Yeah, I don't think they'll spend it. Though. If, if this was a world where it was like just fit, I would love to see him and Julio Rodriguez on the same team. That would be like a dream, but – Yeah, it's just, I don't think Seattle's going to put that type of money, especially after they already have their big contract.
0: I think a sneaky team because they're also, and we're going to transition to talking about him right now, they could be losing their 2024 or their 2023 MVP candidate. Paul Goldschmidt is a free agent this year. So let's transition to talk about that. Where's Goldie going and what's the market like for a semi-old player,
2: but also a former MVP? I mean, he still has value, right? But it's just not okay, anything Pause. Wrong. Can I
0: can I pause you for a second? Yeah. James Tausig has chimed in and he has given us his uh, top five list for where Juan Soto's going and completely different direction that we had. He had Yankees at one. He had the Giants at two. He's got the Minnesota Twins at number three to sign okay. Juan Soto. He's got the Boston Red Sox at number four to sign Dang! Juan Soto. And the Toronto Blue Jays at number five. I just wanted I to don't I don't I don't know throw that, that list it, in there because he it, just
1: texted it to me. If the Red Sox found a way to get Juan Soto, I, I don't know what I'd do. I think I I think I would just go to, like, the nearest alcoholic beverage store and just buy every <laughs> single beer that's there and just get out of happiness. So I would get every champagne bottle and pop it. Like, wow, that's a dream that's just not going to happen because they're definitely going to be in there. They're definitely six. I said it. They're six. And it's gonna get time where Juanzo's like, okay, guys, let's let's make an offer, and then just be like, oh, we have to actually make offers on people. We can't just like get them for free. And they be like, yeah, that's how free agency works. And they'll be like, ah, never mind. All mm-hmm. right, well, Henry, keep going on Paul Goldschmidt before I rudely interrupted you. I
2: oh, no, you good. Um, it's gonna it's not gonna be anything long term. Look, what is he, thirty seven? Um, that. yeah. So it's probably I would estimate around like two to three year contract, probably around like. Twenty-five million a year av because he's still performing at a really high level, and especially with the way that the contracts have been inflated. Honestly, this is I. It's so hard to tell where he's going to go. I mean, it, I think, I think it's sort of a cop out answer at this point to be like, "Oh, the Phillies could be interested. They love to spend money." But I think <laughs> now that Bryce Bryce is probably going to stick at first, they're probably not going to be interested in a guy like that. um I mean, I'm just looking at the array of teams. It's so it's so weird because, like, no team, especially with a guy like Paul Goldschmidt, I'm like, yeah, absolutely, those guys. I could see a team like the Brewers being in on a couple years of Paul Goldschmidt. I could see a possible reunion with, um, with the Diamondbacks. Obviously, they have Christian Walker, but it is Paul Goldschmidt. He won an MVP. So, I mean, those are just a couple of teams, but, like, it's going to be something short-term. Maybe not the highest AAV, but like he's definitely still a valuable player.
0: I love our boy Matt Mervis, but if he doesn't succeed in 2024, maybe the Cubs go that route and just plug in an MVP to be there at first baseman for the foreseeable future. You could see a team like the Houston Astros, they had interest in him in the past. Jose Abreu is getting up there, and I believe his contract's up after this year. So maybe Goldschmidt slides in. Maybe you have a team like the Boston Red Sox who could move Costas to DH or something like that if you really want an additional bat in there. Or maybe the Baltimore Orioles, again. They're weird right now. We don't know what's up with the Baltimore Orioles in that new ownership has come in and bought Corbin Burns. Ryan O'Hearn is a solid Major League Baseball player. He's not an everyday first baseman on a World Series caliber team. So maybe Goldschmidt is the import they, they acquire. And the last team that's a fit for Goldschmidt is going to hurt. Because it means that something else happened. The New York Mets have to be a fit for Paul Goldschmidt. Just New in York case. Mets. Just in case Pete goes elsewhere and the Mets need to do their Or, they, or they trade him. Thank you. Um, it could be the exact same scenario where Jacob deGrom left to get a long-term deal elsewhere and the Mets pivoted to a short-term high A.V. with Justin Verlander. Pete goes elsewhere. Screw it. Paul Goldschmidt, three years, 120. Nico, you yeah. Been this one.
1: I think the biggest thing in this whole thing is just how do the Cardinals do this here? I think that there's a lot of talk, and I think a lot of us have also said it that we are all kind of going along the routes of the Cardinals was just like a fluke season where they were like bad and they're having an easy NL NO Central, rather easy NL NO Central, and they're going to be right back in it. I think depending on how they do is really going to dictate what the market is for Goldschmidt because I do think that Goldschmidt likes the situation there, but especially if they, don't live up to expectations. You're really sitting in like this weird thing where you have Arenado and Goldschmidt who are getting up in age. And then you have like this influx of guys that are young, like Jordan Walker and Mason Wynn and Nolan Gorman, where like you're kind of caught between like two futures where you have two studs who you can win now with. But at the same time, if you just wait a little longer and you maybe acquire pieces instead of resetting Goldschmidt where you have this young core of guys that if they pan out, you can be right back at the top in two, three years, and you're going to have way more team control. So I think a big thing in this year that we're looking at the buyers is if in June we're looking and we're seeing that the Cardinals are right back where we expect them to be, I think that Goldschmidt's going to stay. That's probably going to be my thing, even though it's the boring take, but I think that there's a very good shot where it's like they made all, they made these moves, they got Sonny Gray, but they're still at the bottom. It was the same thing as last year and we just really don't know why. And if it's like that, I think that I wouldn't even be surprised I if he's actually the blockbuster trade, because I think that the fact that the Cardinals have this young talent and Paul Goldschmidt's getting up, if they're trash this year and they do the same thing <laughs> as last year, it could just not fit into their timeline. Especially if they if the Mets decides like stick with Pete, I think that he could be like that trade asset that we're really not talking about yet.
0: So I'll give you guys the choice. Do we want to do a power rankings here? Do we want to move on to the next
1: guy? I think that he's so muddled that I don't think we can give like a true like top five. Like
2: an honest, yeah.
1: Okay, so let's move on then to the guy that we
0: just mentioned. Pete's a free agent. I think at this point, and then I'll let you guys jump in, it has to at this point entirely depend on the New York Mets. They determine his free agency. If they want to have Pete here long term, they can make it happen because Steve can spend it all. If they want to extend him right now, although it seems like that's not going to happen, they could extend him. They could say, hey, Pete, 10 years, 300, you're set for life. Or the Mets could have another year of last year and trade him at the deadline. And then I think it's any man's game for him in free agency, but I'll open up the floor to the non-Mets fans to give their unbiased takes first.
2: I mean, if they... if they if they either trade Pete Alonso, I think if the Mets don't extend Pete Alonso, they're doing a disservice to their fans. Like Pete Alonso is like the heart and soul of this Mets team. I understand you like Nimo is what people describe as the captain, but I don't know. I, Pete's like Pete is such a Met at this point that if they let him walk, that would be incredibly disappointing. Um, yeah, I think I think if the Mets can find a way. I think the Mets will have first priority on offers, right? I think that they'll get a chance to match any offer that comes along. And I do think that Pete loves it in New York, that he loves it being a Met. So I think that the as long as they don't trade him or like betray his trust or insult him in any way, I think the Mets are going to be where he stays. But, I mean, anything could happen.
1: Dylan, correct me if I'm wrong. Pete Alonzo really gives those vibes of if you don't love me, like, I'm completely fine with leaving, like, Peter Long's, like, really, that. like, if we go and he feels like he's disrespected, I don't think he's going to go, even though Xander Bogarts ended up leaving, where he's going to be, like, just completely, like, vying, like, trying for for the team, for the Mets to, like, keep him, and then eventually, I think if, like, we get to October, November, and it really seems like they're, like, vastly apart in free agency, I think that he's definitely on my mind as like the first one that's kind of going to like defect. I think that there's a lot of teams that are going to be cutting payroll in the West. I think we've talked about them already, the Giants and the, the Padres. The Padres are going to lose like, I believe like a hundred mil in like cap space next year. I think that those two places could really fit for him because even though they both have very pitcher, more pitcher friendly ballparks, I think that Pete Alonso I think that the Mets are going to disrespect him because I think they're going to put more attention to like your Juan Soto's of the world and more of the pitchers that we're going to get to, where it's going to seem like he's like, again, I've been like, basically, if not the captain, one of two captains on this team and you're just treating me like absolute dog crap. And I think that he's definitely going to be the type of guy that's like, especially because I think teams are going to have more cap space and they're going to be willing to give the contract that he thinks he deserves. I think that he... He's definitely the guy in my mind that I would say is most likely to leave because I don't trust the Mets in doing him in doing him right. So I think that he's definitely going to be a guy who's like, if you don't like me, I'm just going to defect.
0: I think the Cubs are definitely the team to watch. There have been rumors about the Cubs wanting him for the last year plus. So again, same thing with Goldschmidt. Uh, maybe if the Cardinals don't want to see him go in division, the Cubs then spend all their efforts on getting Pete Alonso to be their first base in the future. I still don't think, and call me... Steve Cohen blind I don't think there's a world that Pete's not a Met long term the whole point of Steve Cohen was that your homegrown stars are going to be Mets for life and I think the Grom's a special circumstance in that you could even say at this point they've already been justified in not extending Jake Pete's gonna go and hit 40 home runs every year for the rest of his career until he retires now his average might be 210 to 215 but There's no denying Pete Alonzo is the most consistent power hitter in Major League Baseball since he's been called up. I say the word consistent because Aaron Judge misses every other year with half the season. Pete has played 150 games every single year and hit 40 home runs every single year except for the COVID season where he still hit out 15 home runs in 60 games. That's just consistency you don't get in Major League Baseball very often. I mean, Aaron Judge
2: hit 40 home runs while missing half the year last year. So
0: yeah. I'm still like just, Pete's I'm there. Just saying, I'm, just saying, I'm just saying. I'm just saying. I know. And I'm, I, again, in no way am I arguing that Pete Alonso is a better baseball player than Aaron Judge and deserves that contract. But I'm just saying, Pete's not a slouch
1: when it comes to the best free agents out there. Yeah, but we, we do have. Yeah, I think that when you talk about power hitters, I think that it's kind of not talking about like your top five players in the MLB. Because again, Aaron Judge, like, yeah, Aaron Judge does everything. Of course, he'd be up there. I think when you're talking about just soul power, I think it's beat Alonso.
0: Talking about defecting, Alex Bregman's a free agent this year.
1: What's going to happen there? It's the start of the downfall.
2: It's not the Astros.
1: Yeah, (laughs) I think them signing Altuve, I think it, in my eyes it confirmed that it's Bregman being gone. I think that... There's a chance that the Astros are like gonna cling on to something and see if they can just win and then fall apart. But it seems like when they extended Jose Altuve to be an Astro for life, there it was a silent nod to Bregman being like, "Thank you, but you're gone."
2: (laughs) Yeah, I don't like that guy, so that makes me
0: happy. (laughs) It's I'm starting to realize there's cop out answers to this because we keep mentioning the same
1: teams. But
2: I mean, Alex Bregman's a Dodger. I'm sorry.
1: Really, Bregman's a Yankee. I want to see Bregman be a Yankee. So that would badly.
2: that would be so funny. Like, <laughs> be... uh, that would be awesome if if they were just like, "Fuck the fans!" One, <laughs> we're signing Bregman. That'd um, be hilarious. No, there's... but in, like, tell me he's not a Dodger.
0: No, there's two teams that I see, and we've mentioned them heavily today that very likely could need a third baseman after the season if their current third baseman flops. I'm not going to the Mets, as much as everyone thinks I'm mentioning Brett Beatty. It's the Cubs with Nick Madrigal, and it's the Phillies with Alec Boehm. I think Bohm's on his last leg of prove that you're the guy. Philly fans love you, but you're kind of just like a fifth infielder at this point because you're not great, but you're not awful. And Alex Bregman's definitely better, and same with the Cubs. We've mentioned them with Pete and Soto and Goldschmidt. Might as well throw them in there for Bregman as well. Any other suitors for Bregman that you guys want to talk about?
1: I mean, the thing with teams like Bregman, with guys like Bregman, where it's not, we're starting to get into like that second tier, where it's like, it so much depends on where teams see themselves at the end of the year. Because I think the Phillies are actually a great candidate because there's that chance of what are they going to do if they go and it's the third year where they've been knocking on the door of being successful. And it seems like they just need that one piece of like another hitter or a nurse slugger to like get there, the Phillies make so much sense of that. If they look at themselves and they're like, we just need that one more guy. And I think that that's kind of where Bregman's market is. I think, the, I don't think Bregman's going to go to like a bad team. I think there's always a bad team that sends a big star. I think that Bregman's market's going to be that team who's knocking on the door and kind of just needs that like one piece. So again, I look to, like teams like maybe this may be someone for the Mariners. I know the Mariners, they need that offense. I think that teams that like are kind of on the outside looking out of like that true championship contender. And the one thing they feel like they need is a bat. I think is going to be Bregman's kind of market.
0: Like the angels. <laughs> yeah, like, exactly. Like the angels. I also, I'm a little more confident that the Astros at least give it a good effort to sign them back than you guys seem to be giving them. I don't, but
2: I don't know. Cause like they have so many other guys to extend. And, yeah, I'm sure they'll throw an offer out there. But I think the first time that, that another team, like, raises, I don't think they're matching it. Can I they're throw my like, – we, we appreciate what you did, but thank you.
0: Can I throw my number one team out there? And I'm, I'm – I've actually – I will lock this prediction in right now. The New now. York
2: Mets, baby. The New no. York Mets.
0: On February 16th of 2024, this guy will likely not sign until roughly a year from now because his market's going to be weird. Alex Bregman's a Detroit Tiger. I think that's the superstar that they finally get. Torkelson's going to have a good year. Colt Keith is going to have a good year. And they're unfortunately stuck with Javi Baez's contract. You do remember who the the Detroit Tigers manager is right now. AJ. AJ. Exactly. And I think AJ knows the veteran leadership of Alex Bregman. AJ's probably wanted to get some of his Astros defects back to the Tigers, and it hasn't worked out. I know they took an offer at Correa, but Bregman's going to be there. He's going to command $200 million. And I wouldn't be stunned if the Detroit Tigers are the team that mustered up and say, you know what? Bregman's our guy. Middle of the order, Torkelson, Keith Bregman. But I'll quickly throw out a bunch of names that are also going to be free agents on the hitters (laughs) side of things. Stop me if there's anyone that interests you Kyle Higashioka, Francisco Mejia. James McCann are the only catchers. That's rough. First base, in addition to Pete and Goldschmidt, also has Anthony Rizzo, Justin Turner, and Josh Bell. Second base is filled with guys such as our guy, Glaver Torres, Brandon Jury, Wilmer Flores, and Brandon Lau. Glaver, anything you want to throw in there, Henry?
2: I don't think the Yankees will. I mean, the Yankees definitely aren't <laughs> going to extend him. I, with the amount of young... Infielders that they have, I don't know that I they'll obviously pursue him. I just from those three positions, you hear how many Yankees are there. Frankly, <laughs> they're re-signing Kyle Higashioka. They are like it's just in my mind. Like he will he touch the field? No. Well, but they're, I I have a feeling that they're gonna re-sign him. Well, um, he's gone
0: right now. Do you realize? I don't think Yankee fans I, remember that a lot no, of the time. I, when you- I
2: I I fully remember that they Yankees Twitter just. Posts the pictures of him and King in their Padres <laughs> hats and being like, "I'm stick to my stomach. This is the worst day of my life." Like we miss Kyle Gashyoka. I think they're going to bring him back. Um, but no, Glaber. It's tricky, man. He was he was the best. He was the best hitter throughout most of the season last year because Judge got injured. And like, I think that he gets a little too much hate from Yankee fans. But at the same time, I. What what is that guy's contract going to look like? What is a glaver torres contract going to look like? I don't think anybody could give me a straight answer on it. And, yeah, I think that the Yankees will try. I don't know that they will.
0: 6-150 crazy. I Like, I genuinely don't. Like, if he puts up you, yeah, you this year, it could be a lot higher. And it could argue that he's a 15 to $20 million a year guy. Too. Yeah. Yeah. Left side of the infield, Willie Adamas is a free agent. J.D. Davis is a free agent. Mike Moustakis is a free agent, and Eugenio Suarez is likely a free agent based on his club option and buyout. Outfielders include Mark Canna, Tyler O'Neill. obviously we mentioned Juan Soto, Harrison Bader, Kevin Pillar, Michael Conforto, Joey Gallo, and Anthony Santander is going to be an interesting name. I think that's a guy that... Max Kepler. Max Kepler as well. I think those are two guys if all of a sudden you don't get Juan Soto and you need an outfielder, you pivot there. Mm -hmm. DHs include Eli Jimenez, Jorge Soler, although I think the once the Giants contract officially becomes official, which it hasn't just yet, then he's going to be off that list since that's a three-year deal. Marcelo Zuna's got a $16 million player option, which it seems like the Braves will actually take that because he's been sneaky good. We're going to jump the starting pitchers for now because there's a lot of goes. relievers, a lot of just names that you know out there and love. Clay Holmes is going to be a free agent after this year, Craig Kimbrel. Phil Maton, Hector Neris, David Robertson, Paul Seawald is a free agent, Heraldus Chapman, A.J. Minter, Brooks Raley. Do we want to dig into these starting pitchers, or do they deserve a whole episode in of themselves?
2: I mean, I think we can we can dig in a little bit.
0: All right. It's the greatest starting pitching free agent class we've seen in a while. Shane Bieber, Walker Bueller, Corbin Burns, Nathan Ivaldi. Zach Wheeler, John Means, Freddie Peralta has an option that I think he's going to accept. Mike Soroka, Max Scherzer, potentially Justin
1: Verlander. That's at least three, if not four, future Did hall. Did you papers. say Max Freed? Yes. Okay. I'm torn between what I want to happen in these in these starting pitchers versus what is actually going to happen mm-hmm. because there is I just want. Though I don't know if it's gonna happen. I just want the Orioles to put the bag on Corbin Burns and just keep him and just ride with him because oh, I would love to see. Even though it's weird because I don't know, Henry, if you feel the same way too, but it's like as a Yankee fan. <laughs> they're like a Yankee fan. Like I'm a Red Sox fan too, but it's like you can't not like what the Orioles have,
2: right? Oh, now. they're awesome. They're, they're
1: the so best. they're so fun to watch. It's like, dude, the Orioles are like doing everything right for them to be the most likable team in the league, and then she's like, oh, but they have to beat us, so like it sucks.
2: Yeah, I have to lose to them seventeen times a year you
0: now. I think the but, one the one guy from that list that I think likely gets extended or shortly into free agency signs is Zach Wheeler. Zach Wheeler seems like yeah. the Phillies are gonna keep him long run. I think the most likely not to stay is Max Fried. So I don't know what it is but the Braves extended everyone but him. Seems like the writing's on the wall that Walker Bueller's not returning to LA given that they've signed every other starting pitcher but him this off-season and the Guardians don't have enough money to afford Shane Bieber. As much as it's just a I sad could, thing to say, I I don't know if the Guardians can just throw 200 million dollars out there on someone.
2: I could see I could see Walker Buehler signing, but them not wanting to I could see it being like a mid-season extension, just because he had, had you know, Tommy John. Right, he hasn't been playing. Like, obviously, mm-hmm. I don't think you wanna, you don't want to take the risk on a guy who's still actively recovering. But I could see him going to free agency and resigning with the Dodgers.
0: Yeah, that's literally a five-man rotation of Burns, Bieber, Bueller, Wheeler, and Free. All you could it's say so, in some form or another so are gross. aces. Should not we also mention that there's future Hall of Famer Max Scherzer out there? potential future hall of famer justin verlander out there i'd say potential what? not that he's a potential future hall of famer it's that he's potentially a free agent based on the oh um, wow. yeah no no don't don't worry i was like, not... I was like what <laughs> <laughs> justin verlander's Met tenure killed his hall of fame chances now it's it's that he needs to reach 140 innings this year in order to um in order to reach free agency we will clear the air garrett cole will not under any circumstances, no reach pre-agency. No. Everyone says, oh, he's got his opt-out, he's gonna make four hundred million dollars. That's not how this the
2: works. Yankees can void it.
0: Yes. The Yankees currently on his contract is four years one hundred forty-four million dollars. The Yankees can void the opt out by adding an additional year and thirty six million dollars onto it. So if I do some quick math, I believe that's five years one hundred eighty for yeah. Garrett Cole. Which I think, if you were to ask the Yankees right now, "Hey, do you want Garrett Cole for five years, 180?" Brian Cashman's gonna laugh at you and say, "Yep, let's do it." So I
2: don't even care if he's bad in the last year. Like, yeah, of uh course I'm adding that out just as like a thank you, buddy.
1: Uh huh. But yeah, let's. Can I do my my yearly prayer of hoping that the Red Sox sign a yes, (laughs) sign a red guys, guys. Do you understand what it is that you can put, and I've said this the whole offseason, that you can put literally whoever you want in the Red Sox lineup, and you're going to be a top 10 offense. We saw that last year. You guys signed Adam Duvall and Justin Turner. And everyone was like, what the hell are you doing? And what did you have? A top 10 offense. Why? Because I don't know what you guys do. I don't know what you guys put in your food, but your guys rake. The one problem we have with this ball club is is that we allow seven runs a game. Mm -hmm. So, Who's a perfect guy that doesn't allow seven runs a game? Max Patrick Fried. Corbin.
2: Max Fried. Max Fried. That's Max what I was about Fried. to say. Max Fried.
1: <laughs> Max Fried seems like the perfect fit because it seems like yeah. he's gone. I think that he's gone. He doesn't fit the – he kind of was like the odd man out of like what the Braves' MO is, which is like, hey, we're going to sign every single guy right when we think that they're good. And because we think that they're good, they're just going to get signed and we're going to get them on the really cheap. That's not happening with Fried. Fried's gone. They're not going to. They're not going to pay him. And you just traded Chris Sale to the Braves. How cool would it be if you're like, yeah, we'll give you a lefty because we're gonna get your lefty. Like, you can't lie to your ball club and to your fan base and be like, yeah, we're really gonna put the pedal to the metal and then sign no one. Mm -hmm. That can't happen. You you own like of like the 10 most valuable teams in the world, you own like three of them. Like, you have Fenway Sports Group. You have Fenway Owned, which helps. You have your you own Nesson. You own everyone. All the problems that you see with, like, the Rangers, with, like, teams that don't technically own their park. Like, all those problems you don't have. And you're the... Henry used our... Henry used our <laughs> one. Yeah, who cares?
2: Who cares?
1: Who cares? Who cares? <laughs> so much money. And it's like, dude, there's so many guys sitting there that, like... Again, and I've said this: if you really want to, I know we're, we're talking about next year's class, but like, be a be man enough to go and just sign a bad contract. Like, get a Blake Snell, get a guy who you're like, wow, we don't have Brian Bellini to being our number one. Like, I'm sorry, he's not a number one. Max Freed could be a number one. I want Max Freed so bad, even though we're not gonna get him. Like, just sign a guy. Sign a guy so I don't have to like cry and be like, why aren't we as good as the Yankees? Because we're not trying to get Juan Soto and Aaron Judge. That's why. Like, it's please just my bet, my beg to the Red Sox to sign a pitcher next year.
0: (laughs) And who knows? Blake Snell and Jordan Montgomery might still be out there by the time we get to next offseason or they sign a one year contract. So I know we avoided the power rankings, but we're going to do it here. Power rank the top five starting pitchers available. On the market. And again, to refresh people's mind, we've got guys such as Corbin Burns, Zach Wheeler, Walker Bueller, Max Fried, Shane bieber I'll even throw Nathan Avaldi up there. I'll throw Max Scherzer up there. We're going to exclude Justin Verlander just because right now he's not a free agent. Other starting pitchers, and I'll give them a shout out. Jack Flaherty is going to hit the market. Patrick Corbin's Washington Nationals contract is finally over. After next year, Alex Cobb is a free agent. Lucas Giolito is a free agent. Kershaw's got an option next year, so we're going to exclude him from the list. Merrill Kelly, Kyle Kendricks, Lance Lynn, Sean Mania, John Means, Frankie Montas, Charlie Morton, James Paxton, Martin Perez, Luis Severino. There's a lot of guys. All
2: right. I've got I've got my five. Okay. I think Corbin Burns one. Yep. I don't think that that's very controversial. I have Max Reed two. Zach Wheeler, three. Walker Bueller, four,
1: Shane Bieber five. Nico? Um, I'm going to go Burns one. He's the obvious one. I'm going to go Wheeler two. I think that Wheeler, just everything that we've talked about, his consistency and just knowing what you're going to get out of a guy, I think brings a ton of value, especially when you're looking at free agency where there's just a lot of risk. I'm going to go Walker Bueller three. I think that Walker Bueller is going to have a great bounce back year, And I understand the injury, but I think that's going to be behind him. And I think we're going to be looking like, I think he's going to be, after like the two solidified aces, I think he's going to be that number three guy who can be a true ace. I think that because we've been a year removed of what Walker Bueller is, we've kind of forgotten how good he was. I'm going to put Freed 4, because in my mind, if I put Freed 4, it's going to make it easier for the Red Sox to get him. <laughs> because maybe, oh, he's not as good as he actually is. <laughs> um, and then 5, I'm going to go with Beaver as well. I think that I would not be surprised if... If Bieber just completely, I think he's the pick. I think all these guys are pretty stagnant. I think that Bieber could be the guy that absolutely jumps this list and just balls out this year. I would um I've seen some things that his velos back up to where it was in like 2020, and I think if he can keep that and he can like show what he was during like those years, I think that he can actually go up to like almost like two in these rankings. I think that he definitely has the most to move. I think he can be a very good signing, or I think we can be looking at the after this year and be like, oh, he's a lot lower than we thought. <laughs>
0: I'm tempted to screw up the rankings by saying by not including Corbin Burns or Zach Wheeler on my list and seeing if they get extended in the next like week or so, so they don't ever. Please, Corbin Burns.
1: I I hate (laughs) that I'm begging for the Orioles to do things because they're just going to rule the AL East. But please, hate them. Please (laughs) extend.
0: But for the sake of the inevitable graphic that gets released, people will slander and say Corbin Burns isn't on your list, and they won't listen to the episode to hear the explanation. So Burns is one. Wheeler's two. I know I locked in Wheeler's my NL Cy Young Ward pick, so I gotta have him at number two. Freed is three. Seen him dominate for the last ten years with the Mets and Braves, so there we go. Freed's three. Bueller's four. Evaldi's five. I love Evaldi. I really like Nathan Avaldi In a contract season, we've seen him in the playoffs in the big moment, so you don't think in the back of his mind, realizing that, hey, this might be the last shot at a huge contract, I'm gonna step He's it up. Here. Involved, right? And I, I love Shane Beaver. I would, in fact, if he was a New York Met in the future, sign me up. But I think is gonna be a sneaky guy that is gonna have an absolute amazing year, and he's gonna be right below that. If you can't afford Bueller and Wheeler, go get Nathan Evaldi to be a very solid number two in your rotation, almost like Montgomery has been this offseason. was also very tempted to say, now that he's out of the Yankee pinstripes, change of scenery, I don't think anyone would be stunned if the new Luis Severino goes back to the old Luis no! Severino. Shut up. I don't, you saw those photos of him rocking a beard it's, now. It's, Let's look it's, it's, a little big,
2: it's it's the most criminal thing that they let it go. We need depth. We need to give him like $2 million that he would have signed. It's so, so frustrating.
0: Would also love to see Justin Verlander. If Justin Verlander is a bounce back year, gets 180 innings with the Astros, someone will give him the Tom Brady type contract to keep pitching until he says he's done. But.
2: I mean, I kind of hope that he has a good enough year where the vesting option kicks in. Like, if the vesting option kicks in, then that makes me feel good about Justin Verlander pitching for the next five years.
0: Because that would also mean the Mets are on the hook for $20 million for him to pitch for the Houston Astros in 2025. But, of course, have a great weekend. College baseball is back. Go watch the MLB Desert Invitational, Georgetown. Our fellas, shout out to Marshall Whitmer and Joe Stell who hopped on the podcast. They are there shout out also pit baseball their season's getting started all right well make sure to keep your eyes out for there of course follow the side retired instagram and twitter for all the latest updates on all our guys throughout the college season at side retired pod make sure to subscribe on apple and spotify and of course if you do so you can use our great promo code on seatgeek.com it is officially major league baseball season go get some spring training tickets go get some opening day tickets or if you're in Australia or wherever else Taylor Swift is in the world right now, you can get your Taylor Swift tickets. A little $20 off. Use the promo code SIDERTIREDPOD in all capitals. I know for those $1,000 tickets that $20 <laughs> means a ton. But for <laughs> spring training tickets, when they're literally like $24 that's, that's training a, tickets, that, that's $20 tickets. off, that's literally go enjoy a baseball game. Create a new email address. Sign up on SeatGeek.com and use the promo code Side Retired Pod, all capitals, and you will be going to a baseball game in sunny Florida, or sunny Arizona for free. So for Dylan, Nico, Henry, some cool interviews lined up for next week. And until the next time, the side is retired.